Happy Friday! I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is the Important Not Important Newsletter. Science for people who give a shit. The newsletter brings you the most important science news of the week, how you can think about it, and what the hell we can all do about it. Hit subscribe right now to get this newsletter every Friday, plus my conversations with the world's smartest people on most Mondays. You can find the email version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter, and the link is also, of course, in your show notes. A quick PSA. Important Not Important, or any, for the lovers, is 100% and mostly reader-supported. The newsletter is free to all, but to pay it forward and support our work, get weekly deep-dive essays from me and guests, and to connect with other listeners like you and get an invitation to our community and the delightful comment section for each of these, please consider becoming a paid member. Visit importantnotimportant.com slash membership to become a member today. It's September 16th, 2022. In climate change news, well, the future of transportation is electric cars and other automobiles, but also hopefully lighter, smaller electric cars, but also way, way fewer cars. Here's a disclaimer. I fucking love my e-bike so much. So goddamn much. I've had it for two and a half years. I put about 50 miles a week on it. It's the one in the show notes. And look, a million new models have dropped since I got mine, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But before we get too excited about my belt drive, uh, let's talk about what's happening with cars and also with micromobility in America. So that's the country you might remember with eight parking spaces for every car. First up, Dark Brandon approved 35 state plans to build a network of EV chargers. Ford dropped an ultimatum on dealers to pony up and get certified to sell their EVs with non-negotiable pricing. GM announced a tasty $30,000 Equinox EV for all you families out there. Solid-state batteries are probably not quite nuclear fusion, but are going to take a minute. Industrial policy for the win again as Tesla decides they might build their own lithium refinery in Texas to get them, and you, those sweet IRA tax breaks. And Google Maps can find the most efficient routes for EVs now, but could do way better with bike maps. Speaking of bikes, just this week, Boston set a goal to put 50% of the city's population within a three-minute walk of a protected bike lane within the next three years. And across the pond, London said they'd make pandemic bike lanes permanent. Look, it's all possible. It's all repeatable. Amsterdam used to be car hell. Japan ended their traffic war by building reliable bullet trains, losing on-street parking, and incentivizing tiny cars and walking, all of which provides for cities that are far safer for adorable children on Netflix shows. Here's what we can do. Our friends over at Peak made another fantastic four-minute short, uh, this time on Static, the Indian startup electrifying transportation. Watch it. It's great. Give them a follow. And then check out Ride Review in your show notes to find your own e-bike or scooter. In COVID news... <sighs> As America's few remaining pumpkin spice-fueled teachers barrel towards Halloween and white-collar offices start to, for real this time, demand workers come back, it's worth checking back in on long COVID, and specifically, in this case, brain fog, which disproportionately affects women for some forsaken reason. From my hero, Ed Yong, at The Atlantic, 
20 to 30% of patients report brain frog three months after their initial infection, as do 65 to 85% of the long haulers who stay sick for much longer. It can afflict people who were never ill enough to need a ventilator or any hospital care, and it can infect young people in the prime of their mental lives. It is not psychosomatic and involves real changes to the structure and chemistry of the brain. It is almost always a disorder of executive function, the set of mental abilities that includes focusing attention, holding information in mind, and blocking out distractions. Most people with brain fog are not severely affected and gradually improve with time, but even when people recover enough to work, they can struggle with minds that are less nimble than before. Look, Ed's entire article, as usual, is worth a read. We can't take care of each other if we don't try to understand how we can help, but also worth your time, one of the new boosters. We're doing a shit job marketing these things, and even worse time providing people with the time off to get them. But they're fantastic. They protect you against the current variants, maybe even future ones, and long COVID to boot. Here's what the hell we can do. If you've got any managerial responsibility whatsoever, please argue for and give your people the good news about the boosters, and then give them the time off to protect themselves and each other from both COVID and the flu, which is coming right down the pipe. In food and water news, I saw a tweet the other day, I know, that, paraphrasing, asked, if there's worker shortages, there are, why haven't we canceled pandemic-era SNAP benefits? <sighs> Shitgivers, please don't do this. You are more thoughtful than this. Not to say this was you, but the point is, the labor shortage is not because of fucking SNAP benefits. Please understand these points. At least a million Americans died of COVID since March 2020, including 380,000 Americans in the last year alone. At least a half a million Americans and up to two to four million Americans are missing work right now thanks to a huge variety of long COVID symptoms or they're caretaking for someone else who has them. Millions of people retired, many early, Millions of Americans still can't afford childcare. Millions of Americans can't afford housing near the millions of jobs that are open. And finally, net immigration to the U.S. is the lowest it's been in decades, despite massive need on both sides. Immigrants equilibrate local labor markets and fill labor shortages. As my friend Isaac wrote over at Tangle, you should subscribe to Tangle, we need more immigration judges. A lot more. There are 1.8 million pending immigration cases and only 576 judges to process them. Isaac's math said that's 3,125 cases per judge with 715,797 new cases recorded in 2022 so far. You can do the math. Anyways, let's finish this food section with a quick rundown on our complex but delicious food system. Globally, look, there's more than enough calories for everyone, but food is unevenly grown and distributed. Meat is an emissions nightmare. Smallholder farmers, especially in Africa, are priced out of fertilizers. Many of the crops we grow are unhealthy or not actually used for food. We waste a hell of a lot of all of it. We need more carrots and sticks to affect everything I just said. Oh, and food's extremely vulnerable to climate impacts. And specifically, Pakistan's food was under threat well before historic floods last week, last month, 
energy-intensive vertical farms are in vogue as farm crops suffer, Kernza could be, one, delicious, and two, help restore soils, more VCs are throwing cash at food waste startups, and California's water preservation requirements could help and possibly also bring on another dust bowl. Look, here's what the hell we can do. Our friends at World Central Kitchen are on the ground every day, everywhere, from Jackson, Mississippi, to Pakistan, and still, Ukraine. Please volunteer or set up a new monthly donation at WCK.org. In health and bio news, I'm not going to waste your time here. Judd Legum already did the work. Everyone's favorite accountability journalist, Judd Legum at Popular Information, would very much like you to know which corporations are backing the sponsors of a national abortion ban. Here's the list. Home Depot, Cock Industries, AT&T, UPS, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, Marathon Petroleum, Raytheon, Comcast, Charter Communications, General Dynamics, General Motors, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Verizon, United Health, Valero Energy, Regions Financial, New York Life Insurance, Delta, Aflac, UBS, Toyota, Exxon, of course, Deloitte, John Deere, Cigna, Northrop Grumman, Anthem, Pfizer, FedEx, Chevron, Amazon, Ernst & Young, T-Mobile, Northwestern Mutual, USAA, Google, Walmart, Ford, and Truist. Every one of those companies, but the last four, contributed at least $100,000 and up to $430,000 to sponsors of national abortion bans in just the last year. You get it? Let's do this. Here's what the hell we can do. Read Judd's article, it's free, and then post the article on your Facebook and then on the company's Facebook and Twitter pages, add their contribution to the total, link to it, burn the whole thing down. Great. In computer news, it may not surprise you that U.S. border agents are grabbing data from Americans' phones at airports, seaports, if that's your thing, and border crossings. It may surprise you that they're doing it without warrants and then storing your data and making it searchable to thousands of officers at the Department of Homeland Security and for 15 years. From Gizmodo, by way of the Washington Post. U.S. Senator Ron Wyden says his office was informed this summer that Customs and Border Protection, CBP for the haters, is building a massive database with content seized from American cell phones at the border. Without warrants, the agency permits thousands of employees to search for the database for any reason, the Oregon senator said. Wyden, who is a 20-year veteran of the Senate Intelligence Committee, said that DHS employees are keeping virtually no records describing the purposes of these searches, an oversight that commonly engenders abuse and makes auditing the practice impossible. I have been relentlessly covering data privacy and data ethics for a long time, and I don't plan on backing off anytime soon. The point is, America's surveillance apparatus, kickstarted by the Patriot Act so long ago, and having fueled more than a couple trillion dollar companies at this point, affects every part of our life, often without our knowledge, much less without our permission. Here's what the hell we can do. Call your senators and insist they support Bill S-2957, Senator Wyden's Protecting Data at the Border Act, which will prohibit accessing digital contents of electronic equipment of a U.S. person at the border without a warrant. Fuck those guys. Here's 10 things from my notebook. Number one, fossil fuel majors lied and lied about climate misinformation, and Congress has pages of it on hand now. Ethereum's gone green, right? 
Number three, live in the UK? Check out our friend Teradu. They're hosting UK Climate Fair on September 29th. Number four, we hit one million organ transplants, but we need many, many more. Number five, Sonny's going to drop OTC over-the-counter hearing aids for the first time this year. Number six, what is AC hopping? Number seven, we can diagnose diseases from people's voices? Number eight, Patagonia founder Yvonne Chouinard gave the company away to fight climate change. Haters are going to hate. Number nine, the teachers fighting information, misinformation in the classroom. And number 10, a Louisiana court vacated air permits for a huge, enormous petrochemical complex in Cancer Alley. Fuck yeah. Support Earth Justice and the other local organizing groups who never, ever gave up. That's the news for this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's news and tips straight to your feed. To go deeper, visit importantnotimportant.com newsletter. Thanks for being a part of our community, and thanks for giving a shit. Have an excellent weekend.